about the wanderers in all gold and black You better retreat cause we're on the attack The strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack We're Wolverhampton, we're on our way back Well, hello everybody, welcome to episode 299 It's 299, it's the ENS Wolves Podcast. I'm your host Nathan Judah. Delighted to be joined by Mr. Liam Keane for our Everton mailbag. Liam, it's two nine nine. What does that mean? <laughs> it means that we are one away oh. from the live pony. Oh. I tell you what, mate. Yeah, it's come round quick. It's come round very quick. But it's very exciting. Oh my goodness, I mean, it's, it's astonishing. Like, I cannot wait to see these beautiful faces when they all come on stage and we get them everybody up and we'll all do some pictures and, and have a bit of a laugh, have a joke and um, lots of... We've got lots of interesting things throughout the night. I don't want to give too many spoilers away, but uh, it'll be great to see so many people. What I, I do have a... I do have one thing that I need to say, and I'll probably say it on when, when I when I end up editing. It's going to be a long edit, by the way. Episode three hundred. When it does come out, it will probably be on Friday or Friday afternoons. You're not going to have a lot of time to listen to it before the Saturday. Oh, sorry, the Sunday. You have got the Sunday, haven't you? The Sunday game against against Arsenal. But quite a bit of it will be cut out um, because it won't translate particularly well to audio. So some of the fan stuff that we've got, um, some of the bits before, maybe um, some of the prizes we've got. So. Um, some of the swears, so it might it might sound a bit weird, it might sound a bit echoey, as you can understand with some of the sound quality. But I'll put it out there so you get a little bit of a taste. But of course, if you are going to Molyneux, then you're going to get the full shebang. I mean, those lucky, lucky people that are going to oh. be there for the full shebang. Uh, saying oh. that, saying that, we we are truly the lucky ones, aren't we? Because we are. Um, as we said, when it when it sold out in what seventy two hours, yeah. selling the two hundred plus tickets, mm-hmm. uh, incredibly grateful for the uh, for the support of this podcast. You know, everyone's been brilliant, and it's gonna. You know, it will sort of, especially for me, having not done the live one yet, it's gonna sort of sink in. Probably, I think we've been talking about it already. Probably 10, 15 minutes before you go on. Yes. And you know the the, the lights come down, <laughs> and you, you know you know everyone's in the room. You're like, oh, okay. something's oh, twitching already. I almost swore that. Um, <laughs> you might need to beat that. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, genuinely exciting. That's genuinely mm. the word. But mm. I yeah, just just can't wait. And you know we've got a couple of friends and family, a couple of people from work there. So it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be a great occasion. Oh, it's gonna be great. Um... Like I said before in the previous podcast as well, if you are coming to the show, uh, there is an opportunity to buy some raffle tickets for some lovely prizes on the night. So you need to bring some cash with you. Just £5 a strip it will be. So if you do want to get involved, you don't have to, of course. But if you do, uh, all proceeds will go to Wolves Foundation. We've also got um, live at the moment some incredible, incredible silent auction items, um, which I will divulge now. We have got a stunning, stunning chance, Liam. I mean, this is... Money can't buy this. Money cannot buy this. You can now bid, silent bid, send it across, the chance to come to a press conference with Mr. Liam Keane, I know, and Mr. Nathan Judah, to come to a June Lopetegui press conference next season, sit down, watch June Lopetegui come in, watch his press conference to the, to the media, to the world media, and then it gets even better, Liam. It gets even better. Then you leave. And you're going to do a meet and greet with June Lopetegui and take a picture. I mean, how good is that? Can I bid for it? I mean, it's great. <laughs> you can bid for it. a little picture with Julie. That'll be, uh, no, I mean, for, for any Wolves fan, that is like, you know, that's top That's awesome. Stuff. For, 
Like for me, like, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, the sign shit here. Or, don't get me wrong, sign shit's great or sign picture or photo. Like that is, you're seeing, you, you know, we're taking you behind closed doors. We're taking you to see exactly what happens. Um, you also have to stand and watch us doing our post-match video as well, press conference, uh, talking about that as well afterwards. So you have to put up with us. But no, we'll come and pick you up. We'll take you there. Um, and uh, yeah, sit back, watch June Lopatigi do his, do his press conference. Uh, June will meet you afterwards, do a picture, sign whatever you want, and um, and then you know walk away from Compton. So when we pass those gates, everybody's waiting for um, waiting for the, uh, the the photographs and the players coming in. You can do the royal wave if you want, whoever wins, and uh, come in and uh, come into the inner sanctum. So we're very excited to be able to give that away. Thank you very much to Wolves, um, and yeah, that is a silent auction that will close, I believe, on Thursday, the day of the podcast at midday. That's when entries end so make sure that you are part of that because that's a very very special prize um another prize you can bid for kino is come to flight club which is which is a um, virtual dart with me and liam for a bit of scran a few beers a bit of darts and talk about the wolves which i think i think you know people would say that we should be paying them but i think it's a nice little prize <laughs> I tell you what, it's way better than meeting Lobatigi. You get to spend more time with us. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Why, why, why do that when you get to spend some time and you know watch t- watch uh, Kino down a couple of beers and l- be a little bit sozzled by the end of the end of the experience. And, and and as we discussed in the last podcast, when it comes down to alcohol and a couple of beers, it's mm-hmm. very difficult to have just one and two. You know, any, anything could happen. So. Anything could happen. <laughs> anything could happen. So. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's that's um, I thought that's a lovely little item. And of course, also we have a match worn um, Mr. Beautiful Joe Hodge um, has donated a, a lovely thing signed shirt by him as well. Player worn, uh, player given shirt that I think obviously you no know, Hodge has had a fantastic season this year. Breakthrough. I think we're going to see a lot more from him this season. Um, and that is available. Uh, again, all proceeds go to Wolves Foundation. So make sure that you um, be, bid generously if you can. Send it in, and like I said, midday on that Thursday, next Thursday, that's when the auction will end, the silent auction will end. So three great prizes for you all there. And so if you are ju- coming, go on. I was going to say, how do they get in touch with you, just to make it clear? Well, so um, the there is an email address on the story that's there. So just click on the email address and give your give your bid in. On either, either item number one, item two, or item three. We'll be tweeting this as well, so they'll be tweeted. Liam, you, you will have tweeted the story by now. Um, myself as well so you, you can't you can't miss the story and like I said the email address is on there email it it's my email address you um, basically very very simple you say um, auction number item number one number two or number three and you give your price for whichever one you want to go or if you want to bid for all three you can bid for all three happy days and then we'll let you know if you've won on the Friday after the podcast so um, great great charity and I think three good lots I think they're three smashing lots all right, shall we take some questions from the beautiful people? Let's do it. Here we go. Uh, Ian Payne says, how many players will make their debut opening, ga- opening game of next season? It's good Ooh, that I like that. Yeah. How many players will make their debut? That's... So that's I guess that's starting and coming on the pitch, I would have thought. Yeah, and it's difficult because um, I th- we did something fairly similar recently. It was similar, but I don't think quite the same. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's difficult same. to remember exactly what, what I've said before, but I think looking at how... Wolves are going to do business, and, and you know, by the time this podcast um, is out, hopefully people would have read my my story by now, which is sort of looking at what is realistic for Wolves this summer. There's lots of sort of good nuggets of information in there, which I hope a lot of Wolves fans will have picked up on. So, um, looking at how they're going to be able to do business, there probably will be a decent turnover in, in sort of number of players because there's going to be plenty leaving. 
um, most likely anyway. And so that might lead it to be, you know, a little bit extra. At the same time, first day of the season, the window's still open. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of business can be done up until the end yeah. of August. Yeah. So I think I'll keep it fairly conservative and maybe say three. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to up you. I'm going to go four. I was four. almost I was almost on that. But yeah, around that, I think it's fair. Yeah. No, it's a um, good show. Interesting. Nothing but Neto says, why is a home form and a away form so different, particularly if we are setting up in the same way? Yeah, so the setting up in the same way, I think there's there's a bit of nuance to that, really, because mm. having a 4-4-2 formation away at Man United and having it at home to Aston Villa, but the way that the team is set up to play in that formation can be very different. And Wolves, absolutely, were, were set up to try and frustrate United and try and get through, as, particularly the first half, but as, as long as they could without conceding um, and just to frustrate, as I say. So... I think that the attitude uh, and the setup there makes a big difference, and they have been fair. I use the word conservative again, but it's the, it's the one for me that I think describes how Lobtie is set up away from home most accurately, and that's just the way that they've been they've been organised um, because I think they've been desperate to try and scrape results out. Despite the fact they're now now they're now safe, they don't need the results. He's not. I don't think he's going to open up away from home in fear, as I said in the last podcast as well, in fear of having another four, five, six nil. So. We'll see, hopefully, a change in that next season. Um, but I think, for me, they're, they're the main points as to why the uh, the form's so contrasted away from home. Simon O'Donnell, Everton have restricted Manchester City to just nine shots. Manchester United had 27 shots at us. We are a big match at Everton, so we must turn up and some spark rather than being dull and uninspiring. He says, make Kilman captain, question mark. Simon, Simon. Make Kilman captain. Potentially Ruben Neves' last game in front of Molyneux. You want to make Max Kilman captain? Come on. Come on, Simon. I'm glad you said it. Um, Come on, mate. Yeah. Thank you for the question, Simon. But that last part was... Uh... <laughs> Come <laughs> I don't on. Want to, I don't Can you imagine? Not Can you imagine? on, mate. Uh, Not on. Ruben, Come on. Ruben, Ruben. Just, just Max is going to Max is gonna get the arm on for this game, mate. You, you're good, aren't you? Good with that? Yeah, you've had a good run, mate. It's fine, isn't it? You'll be fine with that, won't you? It'll be fine. You, you know what? What's the point of even playing him? Just, you know, stick him on the <laughs> bench, bench, mate. Him. Yeah. bench him. Bench him for a 10-minute cameo. In fact, why are you benching him? Sit in the stands, lad. <laughs> last last game at Molyneux, sit in the stands. Come on. Um, Do, go on. Do you want to answer the first bit? I mean, uh, they're going to they're gonna have to be a lot better, aren't they? I mean, we, we yeah. know that they were very, very open, and that's why I think we, we spoke so highly of Dan Bentley when, when United had 27 shots. Look, they weren't all on target, but yeah, I mean, he definitely helped. Uh, keep the score down, so they're going to have to play a lot, a hell of a lot better. I think it's as simple as that, isn't it? Yeah, and, and of those twenty-seven, nine of them were on target as well. Um, so I think that highlights exactly where Wolves were going wrong. Yeah, look, they've, they've got to be better. It's an absolutely huge game for Everton. Um, you know, we, we've been speaking about it for months, highlighting this game as a potentially monumental game for Wolves. Um, I think we're both relieved, and every Wolves fan will be as well, that it isn't. At the same time, you've got to have a bit of pride uh, in, in what you do as your job and the fact that you're playing for these fans, these passionate fans who create an incredible atmosphere at home to Villa um, in the last home game. So you've got to go out there and give them something to be proud of going into the end of the season and preparing for what hopefully will be a, a, a much more positive and successful year next year. Dover Wolves, why does Julian Lopetegui insist on playing Nunes as right back in back five when we were in defence in a five? Yes, obviously he played there um, at Brighton, didn't he? I think what the question was referring to is that he sort of drops a bit deeper 
particularly against United he did anyway when, when they had the ball. But I don't think he ever really played right back, right wing back in that game. And obviously second half he played sort of behind the striker in midfield. So um, for me, the biggest question for him is why is he playing played out wide? And it's a bit strange to say this. I still don't really have an answer to that mm. because he's not a winger. He's clearly not suited to being a winger. And there's a strange fascination with playing midfielders wide in European football at the moment and very rarely I've seen it work so it's something I'm going to look into a bit more deeper particularly when you've got the, you know the opportunity probably when the season's up and, and and see the reasons why and where the benefit is there but at the moment for me I don't understand it Nick Lewis says um, a few stats for the Premier League this year um, with Wolves he says big changes created so far this season Wolves are 20th in the league with 28 uh, big chances missed Wolves are 16th in the league with 28 Expected goals, Wolves are 20th in the league with 35.8 expected goals. Goals per match, Wolves are 20th in the league with an average of 0.8 goals a game. Do I need to say much more? <laughs> no, yeah. Wolves, Wolves, Wolves don't need to improve their attacking No, players. no, not at all. No, I mean, it highlights perfectly. Look at the expected goals. Obviously, Wolves were at the bottom of that, but the expected goals is only a few higher than what they've actually got. And what they've actually got is pretty dire <laughs> in terms of just isolating the goals scored. So, um, they're not creating the chances and they're, and they're not scoring enough goals. Uh, they're, they're two separate points that go hand in hand. The quality of the chances they're creating and then also taking the limited chances that they are creating, they're not doing either. Um, there has to be a change. I think you've seen elements of that in the way that they played in certain home games where you've seen, a particularly I think Brentford game off, off the top of my head where it was quick, free-flowing, fast football going forward. Cunha and, and Costa linking really nicely and, and creating chances and scoring. Uh, mm. Obviously, they were fairly fortunate goals, but scoring goals nonetheless. So there, there's a lot of work to be done there. And there's, for me, some personnel changes to be done there that is going to change Wolves' outlook going forward. Yeah. Um, following on, I guess, from the Ryan Giles chat I uh, had with you um, in the Monday's podcast, Liam. Talk about the Coventry versus Wolves game. What do you think on the other side to uh, to Big Victor, um, who Wolves have been linked with as well as a, as a striker? What do you think of uh, his display and um, whether he might fit in at Molyneux? So I'll start with a negative. Okay. <laughs> he does drift to the left quite a bit. Mm. Um, he drifts into that channel. I'm not necessarily against it, but my question is: Is that what Wolves need? Mm. Someone who's going to drift into channels. You've, for me, you've got a, you've got Acuna who does that. You've got someone yeah. who, who comes in, wants the ball, wants to link with players, drifts into channels. I don't think that's what Wolves necessarily need. So, look, I'm not completely against it. It's just a question mark, really. Uh, rather than a negative, I'll say question mark. But looking at everything else with him, he clearly got an eye for goal. I mean, 21 goals just in the league this season. And his physicality for me is his biggest plus. And that replaces potentially the likes of Raul and Costa in terms of physicality. But you do need that when you move up to the Premier League. It's a it's a tough old league. And um, and I think that will bode really well for him. So uh, I, I think he's a striker who's got uh, you know capability of scoring goals in the Premier League. And, um, and at a good age as well, still 24. So oh, good, if, age, if, good if, age. Good age. If Wolves do move, then I think there's, there's, there's potential there. Max Wright, uh, a couple of questions from him. He says, uh, food often features in your podcasts. Uh, so here's a question for you guys. Favourite crisps and classic bottle of pop of all time? 
For me, he says it's Brannigan's ham and pickle, but they stopped making them. Nathan will remember those and probably a Pepsi. Yes, I do remember Brannigan's in those brown bags. I, I think quite a few people remember them. On they used to make a great um, roast beef and mustard or horseradish beef and mustard. That was there. That was delicious. Used to sting the place out, but, but fantastic. This is tough because I could probably give you ten in both oh, categories yeah, that I like. Absolutely, but I'll whittle it down to. I will go with chili heatwave Doritos. Okay. Oh, that's a good shout. Cool original for me, but that's definitely up top tier. I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for something a little bit more a little bit more working class, I would say. And something you'd be surprised that I like these, but I do like them. Tomato snaps. No, they are nice, but they're basic. That's my problem. They are basic, yeah. But well, they're I'm nice. Basic. I'm a basic kind of a guy. You're, you're a basic uh, what's the phrase B- that you use? Billy these basic. Days? <laughs> yeah, that's not the phrase. Okay. Um Yeah, they are nice. a, a few honourable mentions. Um, Monster Munch pickled onion. Oh yes, they're good, real good. Anyone remember those salt and shake ones with the little salt and shake? Yeah, with the little they're blue nice. Tab in there. You yeah, just, they're nice. I, oh, I used to love that. Again, very basic though. You're, you're not. You're not. There's not a lot of flavour in these that you're giving me. I mean, give me something a bit more. You know, I like tortilla chips as well. So there used to be some Phileas Fogg tortilla chips. Used to absolutely love. Um, I'm a big sucker for those. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll, I like. I'll, a, I like. A, I tell you what, mate. I like a what's it as well. Yeah. Like tell, a what's yeah, it to suck, like, on a, suck on a bit of cheese. <laughs> Crikey. Um, oh. I'll, I'll throw one more honourable mention in. I, I, speaking more about Chris than we do about the football. Um, I will throw in prawn cocktail it's walkers. more interesting. Oh, no. Get away. Stop it. I, I hit with the first two there with you, but you're not taking that one. Your fingers stink, man. Fingers stink. Oh, I love I love prawn cocktail. Uh, drink quickly. Which one? Go for one. I'll go for one. Again, I could give you loads, but I'll go with mm. one. I will go with a... Wow. Pepsi Max Cherry. Oh, okay. You 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 pulled it back there with cherry. I'm not really a peeling Pepsi kind of a guy. For special occasion, I don't mind a Vimto or a Lilt. I'm going to go with the Lilt. Oh, Vimto's a shout, actually. I should have. Yeah, Vimto's a good shout, mate. Vimto's a good shout. Um, right. Also, he says, what, uh, "What's your favourite Wolves logo?" Um, you can. I'll, I'll go first. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> you sure you I'll can go first. I'm, I'm good. I know. Well, because it's going to be very short and sweet. Wolves' logo at the moment, for me, is not only the best logo in the English league, um, in the Premier League. It's it's the best logo in the Football League. It's the best logo in the world. It's the best logo. There's don't tell me there's any better logo than Wolverhampton Wanderers anywhere in the world. It's absolutely incredible. I think it's superb. It, it, it is a top done. tier. It is oh, a top mate, it's tier unbelievable. Logo. It's not top tier. It's the best. It's number one. There's not one. There's not one that is better than that. I think it's absolutely magnificent. I... It's simple, it's slick, it, it's just everything. You know exactly what the team is straight away. There's not, there's, there's no, oh, who's that, colours. Everything is absolutely on point. I'm going to completely agree with all of that, but I'm going to okay. answer the question excluding yeah. the current one just to make okay. it a bit more interesting. Yeah. I stuck between a couple because I do like a lot of them, but it might be a little bit boring for some people, but the one before the current one, which was they used between 96 and 2002 with the big FC either side of the mm-hmm. sort of uh, slightly different shaped wolf's uh, head and logo. Um, I've always really liked that because I've got the 96 uh, Awake kit at home, the blue one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, re- I just really like that kit. And it's sort of obviously the good year years and it reminds me of that. So I really, I really like that one. It's up there okay. for me. Good shot. Uh, cheers, Max. Uh, Dave Reeves says, "How can Wolves go forty months without keeping a clean sheet on the road, but keep seven out of the last nine at home?" It's a good question. What for Lopetegui? <laughs> it's what for Lopetegui. And again, it just comes back to the, what we've been talking about—the the way that they're setting up to 
to try and drag results out and, and see games out away from home. And they uh, they don't need to do that next season. So it'd be, it'd be interesting how they set up. Uh, Cosa says, what's more likely, Liam scoring a dirty weekend away with Megan Fox or Scarlett Johansson or Wolves away from home winning? Definitely the former. Uh, <laughs> Easily. Can you imagine? Kino. Hall pass for you. <laughs> oh. Who's your go-to? Who's your go-to? Who's your go-to of all time? Oh, that's a tough one, you know. One night, one hour, one minute with. Mm. I'm gonna. Th- uh, this is. Am I allowed to answer this? Yeah, he misses and listens to the podcast. It's no, fine. you're right. She doesn't. I'm gonna. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of names that go, which is a bit sad. But I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna say Dua Lipa. Uh, you say who? What? Dua Lipa. Oh really? Oh yeah, you are a big Dua Lipa. You weren't happy, were you, when we were in a, a, a certain uh, environment and Dua, Dua was there and. Uh... Or is it Dua? I don't know. But uh, she was upstairs, wasn't she? You didn't get invited to that party. Well, uh, well I've said to you, you know, you, need to, you, need, you need to get me into these kind of venues. Okay, okay. I promise you I will. Margot Robbie, 100%. Number oh, one. it's a good shout. Uh, right, okay, here we go. Um, Adrian says, have Castor lost the kit supply contract as rumoured? No. <laughs> <laughs> Short and sweet. Um, no, so I, I hadn't even seen these rumours until the question, actually. Um, no, but, but a couple of people responded saying that they'd seen it elsewhere, and I think a few people have picked up on it. But um, no, I, as far as I'm aware and what I've been told, it's, it's rubbish. Uh, there's at least another year left on their deal. So they'll, they'll be Jimbo says, sorry, who makes the decision to wear the third kit when there is no clash? They've, as far as I'm aware, there's they've got. I think it's some sort of whether it's a marketing reason, whether it's a Premier League sort of agreement. But they, every team has to wear each kit a certain amount of times, isn't there? Because of mm. otherwise, what's the point in making three buying kits? It. Yeah, exactly. And people people buying it. So yeah, there's yeah, it, it, every kit's going to get used at some point. Um, and that third kit has done really well, hasn't it? Uh, <laughs> this year, it's cursed. Uh, oh dear, they can't see each other, mate. They're like skeletons out there. Uh, Dr. Paul Mansell, to what extent is our away issue psychological, tactical or technical? Give a percentage for each. That means you've got to add up to 100, Kino, if you're going to give three different can I, percentages. Can I, can I say 33.333333 for all three of them? You can. You can. Do you want to say that? I'll go for it. Okay. <laughs> for all the reasons reason I've given already, I, I, I appreciate the question. But yeah, no, I think... I think I think genuinely they're all they're all involved in the personnel, tactical, and and just the fact the way the season's gone. Uh, Andrew Hadfield says, uh, "Who will be the players in the current squad you consider must keep?" Must keep. It's very tough. It's very tough. I think, to be honest, all of the January signings. Uh, I think obviously it'd be very unlikely any of them would go anyway. But I think I think you have to say it, and that's genuinely every single one of them, despite the fact. Cunha's not scored many goals, and Sarabia's had, you know, good moments and bad. I would keep up every single one of them. Um, is it is it crazy to say that there's not many outside of that that I think must no. must must keep? That's why I think it's a good question. I yeah. think it's a good answer as well. I think I think it's um, I think there's a lot of players who will, will obviously want to keep, but I think there's a lot of players who will be available. Um, you know. If if the, if the money comes in at the end of the season, yeah. I think that's quite right. I think that's how it should be. You know, you've had a, you've had a end of the day, whether you like it or not, a squad that has only just managed to stay in the Premier League this year. So I don't think there should be too many people that are indispensable in that squad. I think that's fair enough. And it's no, not absolutely. just this; it's been the last couple, two or three years. So um, I think we're coming to the end of a cycle, coming to the end of an era. 
um, with some of these players who are about to leave from the I guess the old Nuno regime. And yeah, you've got to play for you got to play for your place and it will be interesting, mate. Yeah, very the, interesting. The key word there is must keep, because if the question was which one should Wolves keep, yeah, of course, it, yeah, it's yeah. it's a different answer, but must keep, I think that's that's the real key word there in that. So yeah, completely agree. Excluding Neves, which current Wolves player will be sold for the most amount of money this year? Oh, I'm gonna throw a curveball. Ooh. I'm gonna say Max Kilman. Oh, curveball. Okay. You didn't see it come. Well, had if you if you read my my piece, uh, as I say, there's one I've been uh, talking about that would be out by the time this podcast is out. Um, there is a you know a brief but important mention of Kilman in there that you know clubs are interested. Um, we'll have more on that uh, soon as well, but. Um, you know, I think if Wolves do need to generate some money, I say if because I, you know, read the piece and you understand why. But I think if Wolves need to generate some money, um, he is one of a couple of players that would would command a decent enough fee that that it could be possible. Okay, um, let's say Ryan Giles potentially if there is a bit of a bidding war, which is probably one that you wouldn't think of, but I think it could be north of ten million pounds. Oh, I definitely uh, think so. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm going to change it. Well, I think it could be. Could be Ryan Aitnori as well, depending on if he goes. So we'll see. I think honestly, I think you sell Giles for more than you sell Aitnori. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, and I think that ship might have sailed with Aitnori. But there was at one point they were talking twenty twenty five million for Aitnori, wasn't there? There was there was when he first got into the Wolves team. There was rumours of City being interested for fifty million. I mean, wow. I think that was oh, a sell little, him, sell him, sell him. <laughs> I think that was a little bit uh, again fanciful, but um, but yeah, I think Giles probably goes for more. To be honest. Wollongong Wolf says, "If uh, I've man- I've enjoyed watching Costa this season, but do you think that with his lack of movement, he is the answer if we want to push ahead? What role, what role do you see him playing next season, if any?" Yeah, so I think I think, I think, w- I think the question is, you don't, do you? No, I think with. So I've always maintained that for me, I I wouldn't sign him to a new contract, despite the fact that he's been brilliant behind the scenes. He's been his performances definitely improved a hell of a lot, and he deserves a hell of a lot of credit for that. I think the position Wolves are in, the wages he's on, where their club needs to be next season and all the things they need to get in line, I don't think he really fits into it. Um, however, if if Rao does go, and I think it probably is getting more likely by the day that he, that he will, if Rao does go, there is a, a potential spot for a, you know, a more experienced, older head, you know, good character like Costa. So it's, it's absolutely not um, impossible that he stays. But the role that he will play, if he does stay, has to be that older head squad player, you know, trying to um, G everyone else on, really. So in some ways, a little bit of a cheerleader. I'm not sure really that's what he's going to want. So it's a tough one to balance. Um, I'm not, I'm still not convinced by it. And, I, I, and I, you know, goals make games. And I'm not sure he's going to get the goals that the Wolves are really going to need. Hmm. Christopher Whippy says, Noticed your pre-match videos only seem to happen after... Uh, following a Wolves win with a clean sheet, which is coincidentally when Julian buys pizza and donuts. You don't do videos when Wolves lose, which is uh, why, why there are no donuts. And are you only in it for the pizza and the sugar? I don't know why that question is towards me. The, the videos happen when you're there, my friend. You're see, turning up for the donuts. See, see, Christopher, first of all, if you, if you haven't listened to this podcast, you know that I'm not one person to eat pizza and donuts, so that's why I'm not there. Um, I like to keep the carbs to, to, to a minimum. And if I'm going to have them, they will be pre-9am. Um, and also, uh, sometimes I've got to have a day off. I've got to have a day off, and normally that's on a Thursday. But um, as you will see from this week, I shall be doing a 
uh, pre-match video with Mr. Liam Keane from Compton Park, and I don't believe we'll be having pizza or donuts at all, will we? I'd be Unless there's some leftovers from last week. I was I'd be very surprised if we are, let's put it that way. Uh, well, I, I didn't have any at all last week, did I? When they were on offer, so... You are, you put two in your bag to leave. Don't lie. Oh, Keane, we all good. saw. I was very we all good. Saw. We all saw. You charged Rosie a pound, a pound of donut. A pound? Five pound, mate. Uh, Andy Matthews, who's your tip for the US PGA? You take the floor. Mm. Have I got a clue? I'm going to say JT. I'm going to say JT. Justin Thomas, I'm going to say. For, uh, the PGA Tiger Woods, mate. Oh, it's one of your not not really a sport, is it? Well, we saw that it wasn't your sport when we did. Um, There's no a need for a, that. A knock around with uh, one of our one of our prize winners uh, last season. It wasn't yeah. uh, wasn't the best. It was a difficult course, Keener, wasn't it? But you definitely need some some lessons. Well, have you, how many times have you played since that since that uh, famous or infamous uh, round? Zero. Zero. Okay, excellent. There's your answer. Uh, Dave says, could you get an interview with Totti and Diego Costa before the season's over? Would love to hear Costa talk about his time at Wolves working under Bruno and June Lopetegui. Um, I would I would love to. I mean, if anyone from... Totti can translate. Yeah, absolutely. If anyone from Wolves is listening, um, there's the request. <laughs> please, <laughs> please help. Um, Ronan Gibbon says, finish off. There's a couple of questions, actually. Is there a world you could see June Lopetegui leaving after this season? In his Sky interview, he seemed to be very reluctant to talk about next season. Andy Willis says the same. Jail has now been quoted several times that it's very important for him to wait and see what the chairman has to say about investment. Do you think if the outcome is not to his satisfaction, he may walk away? So I'll um, put those two questions together. Yes. So uh, I know a couple of people interpreted the the clip from from Sky in that way. And obviously, that was the press conference I was in as well. Um, Myself and my colleagues, that was not the way that any of us interpreted it because the questions were very much about players' futures and what's going to happen with you know, A, B and C. And he was talking about that. Um, and I don't believe he was talking about himself. However, again, I will bring you back to the piece that, that I've put out and I would encourage any Wolves fan to, to read it um, because I think I genuinely think it's important for, you know, outlining where Wolves currently are in terms of preparing for the summer. And Lopetegui, as a manager who's been at big clubs, spent lots of money, is going to want that kind of backing to push Wolves on. He doesn't want to be at the bottom, scrapping for relegation every season. He wants to be pushing Wolves forward. So he now, some of the some of the answers he gave in that press conference were absolutely messages to, to people above him. He was a little bit more bullish than he has been in previous press conferences. And he was sending messages to say, I want some cash, I want a budget. They're, having, they're in the process of putting that budget together and sort of having conversations with Lopetegui about what they can spend. Um, and it's down to whether Fosun want to get the checkbook out and um, and back Lopetegui or whether they find that you know they're going to have to allow Wolves to be more sustainable or self-sustaining rather um, in this next window which is going to be difficult for them so um, there's a, they, they've got to try and find the balance between doing that matching FFP and backing their manager it's a really difficult balance to make um, I don't look I, I don't anticipate at any point Lopetegui will be going but he's absolutely making a few demands, I think it's fair to say, um, and finding out what he's going to be able to to work with in the summer because they want to get want to get moving on to targets. Yeah, they certainly do. Um, Kino, what have you gone for for the game prediction? One one. Yeah, I think it's going to be one one. I think, I think that's fair. Draw. It's going to be a tough I game, think... I think, because they're going to be really they're really they're going to have to be up for it because it's a huge game for them, isn't it? Yeah, and they'll obviously be uh, that uh, that lower steeple will be absolutely packed, won't it as well? But I, you know, I really I really hope that Lopetegui kind of just 
gets gets Wolves going for this as well and say make a statement. You know, you've had a, you've had a disappointing season, but you need to go out with a bit of a bang in front of the in front of the home fans and show that we've got promise next year. I think, and of course. Last thing we do is doing a bit of a lap of honour, I guess. I mean, you know, when you've had a defeat, I don't know what to be doing that. But at the same time, it would be nice to say goodbye to, to a few of those players as well. So it's going to be quite an emotional day. And I just hope that it doesn't get in the way of getting the job done and getting a result on the pitch. No, you've got to try and, uh, you know, listen to both the heart and the head, haven't you? You've got, to, you've got to get a result. You've got to have a positive performance. See the fans off, for ne- or the, obviously the majority of fans for, the, for next season. Mm. And we'll probably see a few... Teary-eyed players doing a uh, a lap of a lap of honour at Molineux because I think it could genuinely well I think it's pretty obvious it'll be the genuinely the last uh, yeah. game at Molineux for, for quite a few of them. Sad really though, isn't it? I mean, it's, you know, everything comes there's an end of an era, but some amazing memories from some of these players. And look, you can't say they're one hundred percent definitely going. You know, Wolves would bite your hand off if if Ruben never signed a new deal. I think the likelihood is that that's not going to happen, and, and that it will be his last game um, in front of um, you know at Molineux. I guess maybe you might see him maybe you know start next season there but I think he'll be I think he'll be gone in the summer that's my interpretation that's most people's interpretation the likes of you know Raul Jimenez Jean Moutinho these kind of players who have been so good and and, and great over the years it's a it's a pleasure to watch them and I think you've just got to remember I think less in the case of of Neves because Neves is still you know integral to this side, but Jean Moutinho, of course, you understand that he's you know he's, he's he's had to step back at some point this season because the legs aren't quite there. But legs have been there for for plenty, by the way, um, this season and before that as well. So he's just kept on, you know, defying age. And I think he's been absolutely brilliant. And, and Raúl Jiménez as well. Look, we we can talk about everything that he's been through in the last eighteen months or, or a couple of years, Liam. But but I think it's important to remember that he was one of the best strikers in Europe. Um, and integral to the success of this football club. So, to see these kind of players potentially for the last time is going to be is going to be sad. But I think, and I'm sure, and I, I know 100% they, that, that they'll give them an incredible send off. And like you say, there will be a few um, um, a few onions being cut in the air. I think to a lot of um, a lot of ladies and gentlemen on that um, on that day, and, and maybe in the press box as well. Maybe no. Look, all of the names you rattled off there. Look, these are some of the the best players in a Wolves shirt, genuinely in history, mm. up there with, with with some of the greats. Um, yeah, with legends, yeah. I think player by player for, for quality, they're, they're up there, really are. Obviously, they haven't achieved, uh, in terms of trophies, what, what a lot of Wolves legends have, but they're up there in terms of quality. And for me, someone, you know, I'm, I'm 26, people of my generation... Are you? I know, I know. Getting on now. Um, people of my generation, and I think people a bit older as well, um, it, it's... You know the best Wolves team we've probably seen ever because Wolves have been slumming it. You know, down in the Championship and League One, um, and obviously people who are older had seen them down in the old Fourth Division, things like that. So look, it's um, it, it, some of these players have been put in incredible shifts with Wolves and deserve a hell of a lot of credit. And if it is what is likely to be their last Molyneux appearance, it'd be nice to to send them off on a high. Yeah, it will be. Um, are they, can you say the legends? I think Ruben Neves is a legend, and I think Jean Moutinho is a legend. So do you think or not? As a legend to... It's difficult, probably easy to say in 15, 20, 25 years' time, but there's not going to be any greater players that have graced the turf, really. That's it. That's in the top 0.01%, isn't it? It's, it's got to be up there. It's uh, People would debate that term, but they've, they've got to be up there in that conversation. And, and, and look, I know uh, for longevity... Obviously, Jimenez had his had his injury and and hasn't been at it last couple of seasons. But his first two seasons, he was absolutely oh. wonderful. I mean, I think I think off the top of my head, I did obviously a piece on it fairly recently. I think it was twenty seven goals in his second season. He got, Amazing. Um, 
you know, that's almost what the whole team's got this season. So that that, that says everything. So um, yeah, they they all deserve you know the the plaudits because they've been absolutely wonderful. And and if as we're expecting, they move on in the summer, they'll they'll go with um, I think everyone's good graces and the fans will be be grateful for what they offer to the club. Yeah, and it's not normally that happens. I think that's quite unique as well. The player gets sold, or there's a frustration there, or you know there's a contract you know wrangle and they want they want to go, or they're pushing for a move. It's very rare these days that you get to see people off and say thank you so much and there's a genuine appreciation there. I think it's quite unique. So to have that from a lot of these players, there's not really one that you would say, you know, oh, he's going off to, you know, he's leaving us for dead or he wants to go or he's pushing for a move and he could have stayed and he's signed that new contract. I think all of them really, um, it's just um, it's just really a gratitude um, point of view from the fans and, and from everyone who's watched them and the staff as well. Absolutely. I can't, I can't say it better than that, my friend. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should, it should be nice. I mean, obviously, look, the season's come round, end, end of the season rather, it's come round quick, and uh, it's always sad when it ends. But it's, um, I'm looking forward to it. One last party at Molyneux, hopefully. One last party at Molyneux, and then uh, one big, big, big party next Huge. Thursday uh, for the 300th. Where happy birthday to to the Wolves Poddy, and we're delighted that um, most of you are going to be joining us, or plenty of you are going to be joining us on the night. Uh, from me, from Liam, we shall see you at the Sir Jack Haywood Suite. 7.30pm kickoff on Thursday. Make sure you get there early to get your seat. Uh, for me, from Liam, have a great weekend. Fingers crossed. Three points against Everton. Take care. Bye-bye. better retreat because we're on the attack. The strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack. We're Wolverhampton. We're on our way back.